Welcome back, citizen. You're listening to Space Trucker Radio. Everything you need to know about what's happening in the verse. Don't leave without us. We're full quantum in three, two, one. Punch it. Hey guys, and welcome back to Space Truckers Radio. This is going to be a bit of a special edition, the very first edition of Star Citizen Tales. So every now and then I'm going to release, obviously, episodes that are going to dive into the lore and the interesting features of Star Citizen, including sometimes maybe some updates. I actually just want to talk a little bit uh, in a future episode, which I'll probably do soon, about that Nine Tails lockdown, which we got a bunch of information about, which was great. But as well, uh, the Xeno threat that they continue to work on. It looks like they made some epic improvements, and it's going to be something that we're going to see coming back. So stay tuned for all of that. But for this episode, this is going to be a Star Citizen Tales episode. It'll be the first of its kind. And what we do is we're going to share with you a story, basically, an audiobook. If you've ever listened to audiobooks before, they're great. You know, if you're, I used to be a truck driver, so I had listened to audiobooks all the time. They would help me to pass the time, get into the characters, get into the lore through a story, which was great. Now, I always wanted something from Star Citizen, and I could never find it. But the truth is, there are quite a few Star Citizen tales out there, stories, different developing characters and plots that we can share and that you can enjoy as you're out flying around the Stanton system uh, you know, doing you, you could be listening to one of these Star Citizen tales in your ears, and I know that you'll enjoy it. So, without further ado, please enjoy Star Citizen Tales Episode 1, Issue 1 of Cassandra's Tears. Now, I should mention that this is not my work. This is a work uh, that belongs to RSI. I am simply sharing it with you. I do not claim to have any creative property over this material in any way. Just a fan like you wanting to share it in an audio form for you so that you can enjoy it. Uh, And so I can enjoy it later too. I'll probably listen to it back. Uh, which I sometimes do is I enjoy flying around and playing Star Citizen with a little bit of lore or stories in my ears as well. So, Cassandra's Tears, issue number one. Enjoy. UEES Carrier Gemini. Location, Centauri Systems. Four weeks, four long weeks, since Cal Mason rescued the kidnapped Xi'an diplomat and he was just getting cleared from medical. He had that itch, that itch that came from being grounded too long. Pilots always got it. Almost like they didn't trust their limbs to carry them. They needed to move through this universe with wings and thrusters, not arms and legs. Cal's ribs still stung from the blast he took back on Vega, but he didn't care. He had to get out of there. Cal made his way back to his quarters, nursing his side. The last shift of patrols just landed. They passed him on their way for a debriefing. Hey there, Mason. They finally let you out? Cal turned. Penny looked tired, but chipper as always. If there was something in this universe that could bring her mood down, Cal hadn't seen it. Not officially. How is it out there, kiddo? Danger at every turn. You know how it is, she said with a wink. 
Have you checked in with Grandpa yet? Heading there now. Penny jogged to catch up with the rest of her wing. She loosened the band to unleash her flame-red hair and turned. Oh, cow, she said, backing up. Stop calling me kiddo. Admiral Showalter was not in a good mood. Like Penny, if there was something in this universe that could put Showalter in a good mood, Cal hadn't seen it. The Admiral, nicknamed Grandpa by those with a death wish, was a lifelong soldier, survivor of multiple ground campaigns, hundreds of sorties, and more than likely dozens of covert ops. He had his career etched into his very features. His narrow eyes took in everything, but never gave up anything. You shouldn't be out of medical, he grumbled as he looked over the doctor's report on his screen. Besides, you aren't going to be anywhere near a ship until your review. Western Command is all over me for that stunt you pulled. Sorry, sir. Cal could barely stifle a grin. After burning after a smuggler ship through the bustling city of Titus at rush hour, was liable to ruffle some feathers. Was a hell of a chase, though. Don't sorry me, kid. You did good out there. I'm not going to let them scapegoat you to curry political favors. Thanks, but don't put yourself in any hot water because of me. Shut up, Mason. You think I got to where I am without being able to sidestep some political pitfalls? That's why all of Showalter's troops would eat a bullet for the man. Showalter shut down his screen and looked at Mason. But I'm still not putting you back on the rotation. I'll beg. And I'll hit an injured man. Now get out of here. Cal decided not to test him. He was going to get back in the sky, though. Just had to figure out how. Turns out he wouldn't have to wait long. A distress call had gone out the second the Van Duel raiding party hit the system. Feet thundered across the grates. Engines ignited. The carrier's massive bay doors rolled back. Penny strapped into her seat as her nav computers booted. She looked across the bay. There was Cal, passing in front of her ship. He grinned and saluted. Crazy son of a... Admiral Showalter was on the bridge when Mason took off. He knew instantly. He could recognize that little takeoff flourish anywhere. He thumbed the comms. Damn it, Mason. You get that bird back on the deck. I'm only going to tell you once. Sorry, sir. Nav's already locked in. We'll try to... Cal muted the channel. He settled into his seat. That thrill of the impending storm rose inside him. This was home to him. He knew it the first time he strapped in and every time since. Penny burned up to him. She glared at him for a few seconds. What the hell are you doing? Lending a hand. The Admiral told me to blast you out of the sky. I'll be good. Promise. Penny stared at him for a few moments. Finally, she shook her head. <sighs> Fine. Cover our six and don't do anything stupid. Come on, Penny. You know me. Exactly. Cal fell back into formation. The wing stretched 16 ships wide. Ten Cestus dogfighters, three zippers, and two anvils. Should be enough to handle whatever the Vanduul got cooking. On the Gemini's bridge, Showalter watched the blips of the raiding party cruise through the system on the map sphere. 
They disappeared into the planet Yars Atmo. That gave him pause. Why there? He thought. There were much more densely populated planets in the system. The Vanduul hadn't been afraid of a fleet presence in the past. If they're here to smash and grab, why hit a desolate planet on the rim with only a handful of settlements and research stations? Admiral, new contact, bearing 870. Whitaker, their SIGINT specialist, bounced a new radar blip into the sphere. Showalter took one look and knew immediately. It was a Van Duel flagship heading to intercept them. Well, well, I guess someone's come to play. He gave the order for the Gemini to ready itself for war. Chapter 2 Cal's ship jolted the second it hit Yars Atmo. Penny and the rest of her wing had already punched through and disappeared into the dense clouds of the upper atmosphere. His comms went screwy as he sliced through clouds. Cal kept his bearings and held firm until he burst through, right into the middle of a brawl. Fighters on both sides screamed through the air as they coiled and twisted around each other above the craterous planet of reddish-brown rock below. One of the zippers took a hit to its thrusters, clipping its speed, i.e. the one strength they have. Before Cal could even react, two Vanduul pounced and busted him up. He saw Penny mixing it up with a raider and decided it was his turn to jump in. On the bridge of the Gemini, Admiral Showalter watched the approaching Vanduul flagship. Talk to me, Corporal, Showalter said, his expression barely moving. Corporal Whitaker studied his SIG int scanners. Weapons were powering up before shields overtook them, sir. Looks like it's shifting course just a couple of degrees. Showalter glanced the sphere and its new trajectory. It's trying to cut us off from Yar. He plotted a trajectory of his own on the nav and shot it over to the deck pilot. His eyes went wide. Sir, that will put us in the upper atmosphere. I don't think we'll be able to resist the planet's gravity if it gets a hold of us. The deck pilot shouted. I don't care. I'm not letting our people drift. Max shields to port. I want to slide in before they get dug in and spin up those arc cannons. The massive typhoon engines fired, launching the Gemini toward Yar. Down below, Cal twisted through the air, avoiding radar fire from his six. He kicked his compensator thrusters to induce a swerve. The Vanduul raider on his tail suddenly swung into his sights. Cal squeezed the trigger. Energy burned through the sky. The Vanduul tried to weave around them, but they were just too many. Six shots punched through its wing. The seventh hit the cockpit square. The Vanduul started their long, fiery trip down. Cal took a moment to suss out the situation. Right now, it was anyone's fight. One of the anvils was gone. The other pounded out heavy arty rounds, slow but packing a big damage radius. Two Cestus pilots were tangling with a raider. Its main wing looked like it had dipped in black war paint. While he'd never seen Vandal markings like that, it didn't matter. The raider wasn't going to last much longer. Cal knew one of the pilots, Pole, and he was as slick as they come. Penny just blasted her second raider. Past her, Cal saw the distant pop of ships breaking through Atmo. The clouds were still messing with his scans, so he couldn't get a clear lock. He started to intercept. 
If they were Vanduul, he wasn't going to let them sneak up behind. They were. About a dozen more sighs and a couple crawlers. Heads up, all. We got some company. Cal looked down just in time to see the Vanduul raider, Mr. Black Talon, dance. Fire his mod. Thrust in a ridiculous combination to weave him around the combined firepower of Pole and the other pilot. He sliced Pole's ship in half with his wing and unleashed an aimed burst at the other Cestus. The energy burst whittled the shield down enough for a rocket to connect. Cal had never seen a move like that. Whatever this pilot was, he was serious. Meanwhile, on the Gemini, impact alarms were blaring. Some yeoman was desperately trying to shut them off. Showalter had swung the Gemini within spitting distance of the Vanduul flagship. These two titanic ships were in a nose-to-nose -nose boxing match, trading body blows at point-blank range. The space between them flashed as a massive shield flared up to divert or absorb the heavy shots, illuminating the entire bridge. The plan had worked, though. For the moment, the Gemini had wedged enough of itself between the Vanduul ship and the planet to keep an escape avenue open, but the Gemini's starboard compensators were firing at full burn to keep it from falling into Yar's atmosphere. Sir, the deck pilot reported, shields at 30%. Generators aren't going to be able to sustain a full burn and our defenses. Noted, Lieutenant. Finch, what's the damage? Finch, the weapons officer, was locked on his scanners, coordinating the massive amount of firepower. We're whittling them down, sir. Not good enough. We need them to back off, so you hit them with everything. If you need to pull out a suit, climb out, and shoot at them with your sidearm, you do it. Clear? Aye, aye, sir. Back on Yar. Cal turned back to Vanduul reinforcements, ready to... They weren't attacking. They were speeding towards an old settlement on the ground. Penny, any idea what's over there? Not the time, Cal, she muttered. Her tracking systems finally beeped with missile lock. She squeezed. A stream of tiny AP rockets hissed from the rocket pod, tracking and exploding another raider. Cal saw something else. Black Talon was heading for her. Penny, six! Penny didn't hesitate and dove her ship. A full burst of shells screamed through the air she had occupied milliseconds ago. Cal traded some shots of his own. Eight missed. Three caught, but the shields ate them up. Oh boy. Cal sighed. He now had Black Talon's attention. Chapter 3 40% shields. Four of his monitors had cut off. Only two missiles left in the right wing pod. Guns and fuel were doing okay. That was the good news. The bad news? Cal Mason couldn't keep hammering at Black Talon for much longer. Penny and the others were still tangling with the rest of the raiding party. The skies were a mess of dissipating contrails and columns of smoke from the burning wreckage below. Cal had to keep his focus. He knew the tables could turn at any moment. Black Talon cut left, hard. Cal stayed on him. He fired a burst, but Black Talon pirouetted around the shots like it was nothing. Cal saw where he was headed. The last anvil was at distance, pounding Artie at a raider. Black Talon was heading right for the web of exploding shells. Aboard the Gemini, Admiral Showalter was trapped between the Vanduul flagship and Yar's gravitational pull. The massive carrier couldn't sustain either assault for much longer. 
He just stared at the map sphere, studying every position, waiting for a play to present itself. The Van Duel ship was slightly elevated above their starboard side. They were angling to hit them with their big guns. The planet was just below their port horizon. Sir, we can't stay here, the deck pilot shouted. Showalter ignored him, his mind churning on something resembling a plan. Sir, he shouted again. Showalter turned. It could work. Cut suspender thrusters three through nine. Drop eight, ten, and twelve by sixty percent. But sir, that'll drop us toward the planet. Right. Here's what I want you to do, and I'm only going to say this once. Everyone listened. From the look on their faces, they thought the old man had finally lost it. The main guns on the Vanduul flagship started heating up. Energy coalesced at the tip of the barrels, pulling elements from the atmosphere. Suddenly, the Gemini pitched down toward the planet. Port side thrusters flashed, forcing the massive ship into a turn. It skirted along the edge of the atmosphere, using the gravity to slingshot it around until its port side stopped directly underneath the Vanduul ship. The Gemini unleashed every weapon it could into the weak underbelly. Vanduul shields flared up, trying to divert all the attack, but it just couldn't. Energy blasts punched through the hull, followed by AP rockets. For the first time, the Vanduul were getting a serious hurt put on them. Back on Yar, Cal was now dodging arty rounds. Heller, the anvil pilot, was trying to lead Black Talon, but the Vanduul was proving as adept at dodging indirect fire as he was at direct. Penny fell in behind Cal. It was becoming obvious that even though the Vanduul was on the defensive, he was dictating the fight. That was going to change. They were going to hit Black Talon together. You ready, Penny? Let's dust this guy. Cal grinned. Somehow Black Talon knew. The second Penny and Cal separated into attack position, panels ejected on the Black Talon revealing six hidden thrusters. He flashed them to spin completely around in breakneck speed and rocket toward them. Cal weaved to avoid the same wing attack that sliced Pole in two. Black Talon kicked its afterburners and shot toward the horizon, rejoining the second wing of Vanduul's scythes and crawlers, the ones who beelined for the old settlement and disappeared up into the atmosphere. Penny and the remaining wing went after them. Cal didn't. Something was gnawing at him. He changed course and headed for the buildings. The Vanduul flagship was limping away. The Gemini had turned the tide and put some serious holes in it, but it couldn't match up. Showalter's daring maneuvering had locked the Gemini in the gravitational hold, like a rover in the mud was doing all it could to try and break free. Showalter could see the raiders emerge from Yar and disappear into the multiple landing bays. The flagship's massive engines churned up and took off. Back on the surface, Cal climbed down the ladder. He flipped the safety of his sidearm as he approached the building. A sign out front was caked with red dust that was always swirling through the air. Cal wiped off the top layer. This was some kind of geological research station. He pushed the swinging door open. A couple shafts of light filtered through the dust from holes in the ceiling, but it was dark otherwise. The red dust was everywhere. But as much as Cal hated the stuff, it was doing him a huge favor right now. It was showing him footprints and, even better, the outlines of what was missing. 
Cal swept through the facility. It looked like they took four machines, around four meters high by a couple wide. He took some pics of the scene with his visor, then focused on the machines that the missing ones were near. Everything that he was learning just fed that knot in his stomach. This wasn't a raid. This was a heist. What were the machines? What could this Van Duel clan possibly use outdated tech for? What were they up to? Penny chased Black Talon and the rest as far as she could. The second they broke out of Atmo, the flagship unleashed a spray of cover fire. Looks like Grandpa gave them a punishing, though. Hopefully they'll think twice about hitting this system anytime soon. All right, pilots. Back home. The wing peeled away from pursuit and headed back to the Gemini, which had stabilized but was still working its way free of the pull. Penny looked over the remnants of her wing. She ran down the list of the pilots who wouldn't be reporting. Where was... Cal. Copy? Hey, Penny. The Vandal's still in the system? Barely. They're 86ing at a clip. Something's not right, Penny. This wasn't a raid. What are you talking about, Cal? I need a favor. I never like sentences that start out that way. I need you to cover for me with Grandpa. You gotta be joking, Cal. I'll check in when I have more. There's something else going on here, Penny. Silence for a few moments. You know, Cal, one of these days I'm going to collect on all these favors. On the bridge of the Gemini, Admiral Showalter watched Penny and the other pilots return. A lot fewer than he would have liked. Then he saw Cal's ship bust free from Yar. He was headed after the Vanduul flagship. Cal, you stupid son of a... This has been Cassandra's Tears, chapters 1 through 3. I certainly hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed presenting it for you. Look forward to another episode, episode 2 of Space Trucker Radio Star Citizen Tales, where we will continue Cassandra's Tears, chapter 4. By all means, let me know what you thought over on Twitter, Space Trucker Radio, at Space Trucker RA1. Did you enjoy listening to Star Citizen Tales? For those of you in Flyboys, hit me up on Discord. Let me know what you thought about our first three chapters. Would you like to see more of these kind of stories? I think you're going to see them anyway because I enjoy doing them. Do you have a specific story in mind you'd like to hear a Star Citizen Tale that you're a fan of? Again, absolutely let me know. Until then, keep your eyes on your radar, and I'll see you in the verse. <laughs>